Hello, and welcome to the Love Yourself to Happiness show, a podcast inspired by modern women like you. We are your hosts, Maya and Michaela. Each week, you'll get an infusion of tips, daily routines, tools, and rituals from our favorite experts that will inspire you to create the life of your dreams and make it a reality. This is episode number two with Michaela Horvathova. Michaela is a certified holistic health coach and a creator of the Love Yourself to Happiness six-week online course with her beautiful friend and business partner, Maya, me. Michaela is a self-development and lifestyle design junkie. She believes that everyone needs a strong self-care practice to live a truly healthy and happy life, which inspired this podcast. Michaela is also a full-time mom of a one-year-old little goddess, Amia, who has given her so much creative energy, which she uses to serve modern women and teaching them that it's essential that they have a self-care practice to be able to be their best version of themselves. A few of her favorite self-care practices are having a morning and evening routine, using essential oils, having a home yoga practice, practicing meditation and breath work, setting goals and creating her schedule where she has the freedom to live her life as she desires. She believes wellness is not just about eating healthy whole foods. It's about positive thoughts, inspired actions, and the desire to connect and serve the best way we can and having fun while doing it. All right, Michaela, thank you so much for joining me today. First, I want to start off with you telling us a little bit about your personal life, something that wasn't mentioned in your bio and your journey to wellness. Sure. Um, well, in my uh, early 20s, I, uh, I made the connection that the thoughts and uh, food and beliefs that we put into our body um, affect our like external life experience. So uh, I got into yoga at the age of 24, which uh, then I immersed myself into the teachings and read a lot of books and really wasn't into nutrition yet. Um, but as I read on and um, I started practicing, I became a vegetarian um, in my early 20s as well. And I began to see how that affected my moods. And, and so if I ate healthier, I felt better. If I didn't, I would feel more down and uh, like have brain fog during the day. So I, that made me very curious. And with a lot of trial and error, I mean, in my 20s, I did travel a lot. Um, I wanted to find like different ways of living and, and how people live in different parts of the world. And when I in my late 20s, I started to settle down a little bit more. I just found that I wanted to be more grounded. And I started studying nutrition more, and that led me into integrative of nutrition um, school, the same that you went to. And uh, one of my best friends graduated the program years ago um, in New York uh, in the beginning when they were still having classes there, which I thought was pretty cool. But I love the idea of doing online um, coaching, I mean, online studying. Um, so I joined the course and, uh, I remember being in Thailand and like on this beach and like studying. And I said, wow, this is like amazing. I get to like study what I love, get to do what I love, which was traveling. And, um, you know, I began to 
practice and, and teaching women, like whenever I went somewhere, I would just like try to like educate them on what they think, what they eat, like affects everything in their life. So um, I graduated at 29, and my biggest takeaway from that was um, bio-individuality and how we're all so different, and so there's no one diet that fits all, there's no one lifestyle, there's no one spiritual practice that can, you know, works for everyone. So what I like to do is I like to work with women and really find what works for them, and it sometimes depends on the seasons of their life, whether, you know, they're um, new mothers or they're not mothers or whatever the case is, depending on how much time they have, when they have the time, um, you know, to find what truly works for them for their lifestyle. And also another thing I wanted to join IIN is to meet like-minded people like you. I felt that I wasn't growing with, um, you know, I have awesome friends, but then outside of that, I wasn't really growing and I wasn't being um, like educated more like how I I wanted to, um, you know, have those bigger conversations. And so IIN allowed me to meet with amazing people that want to change the world and want to change people, you know, like in their life to be better and and feel better. And so I that's really been a life changing moment for me. And here we are. (laughs) Beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing. And one thing that I love is about the bio individuality and how, you know, it varies from individuals, but it also varies within people you know, what, whatever season they are in. So what, what you need now is different than what you needed in your early twenties. And it will be different when you're in your forties, you know, so just being mindful and listening to your body is such a huge lesson and such a lesson that so many, especially in our culture, especially in the United States, you know, that people are not in touch with that. And it's such a huge thing to be sharing. Yeah, and it's also being easy on yourself. Maybe something that worked for you last week is not going to work for you today, and that's okay, but just being you know, open and flexible and um, not beating yourself over. If you don't want to go for a run this morning and you want to you know, take it easy and stretch, like that's okay, um, as long as you're you know, in the flow and moving and um, adjusting to like the sales. You know? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. All right. Can you define happiness for yourself? Yes. Um, happiness. I, I define happiness to be a state of mind or a feeling um, of being in alignment to your true nature. So um, knowing you have the freedom to live the life that you want and constantly making uh, positive choices. So I know how... Um, I was listening to Esther and Abraham Hicks yesterday and they talk about the vortex, you know, and I think it's the same thing. So I think the happiness has just different names. So it could be the vortex, it could be divine love, it could be gratitude, it can be at peace, it could be with God, whatever you want to call it. I think that's happiness, you know, and uh, yeah. Well said. Well said. Thank you. (laughs) Happiness. And it it comes from within. And I think that's the biggest thing, too. Right. Right. And one of the biggest reasons why we did, we are doing this course, um, you know, the six weeks uh, and to love yourself to happiness is to do all these things um, to feel happiness. So, you know, to be healthy 
is, you know, yeah, we all want to look good and feel good, but we're doing it to ultimately feel happy, you know, where we want certain things to feel happy. So it's if you're focusing on the happiness, I think it's way quicker to get all these things that you want um, by just focusing on like, you know, the feeling first rather than the thing. Right, exactly. All right. Can you describe to us your morning and evening routine and what three self-care practices you just can't live without? Sure. Um, Well, we're huge on our morning and evening routines. I feel like my day can't really function without like a proper structure and that changes sometimes. But the basic morning routine is to wake up with gratitude and if I don't, I, I can see the quality of my day to be different because I feel like if I start with gratitude, I easily can find things throughout the day that I'm grateful for. So today I told my daughter three things I'm grateful for while she was like still half asleep. And uh, I do that in bed. I also do a couple of stretches um, by my bed. Um, then we go downstairs, I pick a book from like my library and I read a few pages, uh, with my coffee as she's playing. So that's, that's been the last like two weeks and I really like it cause it's, I just, I pick a book and it's like, you know, inspiring. Like I know I'm meant to read those few pages for the day. Um, we also take about a one and a half, two mile walk in the morning. So she'll usually have her milk or like a light breakfast and we just, you know, I, I like to sleep in my yoga clothes. So I put on like some fresh yoga clothes and I could just run out the door, um, in the morning. So we go for a walk, just get some fresh air, come back and then just, you know, wash the face and get, take a shower. And we pretty much, that takes about like a total of maybe I would say an hour, hour and a half, but we wake up early enough where, you know, I'm not pressed to be like somewhere on time. So it's like, it's, we kind of like take our time, but she seems to like it. Um, and our evening routine starts with her evening routine, which is to give her a bath or a shower, um, read a book, massage, um, feed. And then I have about like hour and a half, two hour window. But like, for example, yesterday I was so tired and I took a shower with her and I literally ended up like falling asleep as she was falling asleep. But normally I, um, you know, I go through my schedule for the next day and see what I have to do. Um, I'll have like a light snack and um, I am consciously cutting out Netflix because it's uh, cutting into my morning routine of, and, and how I feel for the day. So I said to myself, I will watch Netflix on the weekends. Because I looked at it for more of like a luxury thing and saying, oh, you know, I deserve it. I had such a long day and I need to, I do need to unwind. But I said with that time, with the hour, and I don't go crazy, but like with the hour extra of not watching, I could literally be journaling and meditating and unwinding rather than like getting myself wired up and, you know, um, and in that zone. And it's so easily to fall off. It's like a diet, you know, it's so easily to, it's like a junk food for the brain, you know, to just like (laughs) feed into. And so, um, so I feel really good. I went to bed, you know, I listened to my body. I really needed to sleep. Thankfully she went to sleep super early and, um, and yeah, so that's pretty much my evening routine. And the three things that I can't live without is my breath work practice. So, 
in this season of my life, uh, whenever I find myself um, kind of like all over the place, I find that the alternate alternate nostril breathing works for me. So just closing one nostril, breathing in through the other one, closing it, and then breathing out. So you're like alternating as you're breathing, and that helps to calm me and balance me and ground me. Um, number two would be nourishing my body. So, um, making sure I drink enough water and drink and have enough vegetables and fruit throughout the day. And lastly is my sleep. Um, even though I still wake up about twice, uh, two times a night to feed a Mia, um, I find that if, and that's okay, like I'm okay with that. But if I don't you know, if I go to bed at 11 and she wakes up at six, I feel like I have to catch up like in the morning and then at day during the day. And then it just like I'm doing things like at 70 percent rather than like 95 to 100. So sleep is very important. So if I focus on those priorities, then I'm good. So awesome. And I think what is really great that you're modeling is that there's adaptability in your morning and evening routine and that it's okay because you do have a baby and it's okay. You know, you're just following what your body needs and that is, you know, beautiful. And, if, you know, when Amiya is a little bit older, it's probably going to look a little bit different, you know, because she I'm eventually will for. sleep all night. <laughs> yes. And that I'm excited for. But like, you know, I'm not going to just say, OK, since she's not sleeping, you know what? Forget it. I'm just going to like focus on it when she sleeps. No, there's always things you can do. And it makes a big difference. So, yeah, exactly. What is one of your favorite books or a book recommendation of what you're reading now and why? Um, so I really love self-development books and, um, I think it started, it's so like cliche, but it started with The Secret and I think it was about 21, 22. And once I realized that your thoughts and, and you could actually bring into your life what you want. And I started noticing I was not bringing the best things into my life. And I remember making a list and making, like a letter to myself, you know, in 10 years. And like a lot of the things that I wrote down, like have actually happened, you know, whether it was traveling or being with a certain kind of person, which turns out that's not the person I want to be with, you know? (laughs) Um, So like all these things that I wanted, I got, but they didn't really bring me like true happiness. It was just like a thing to cross off my list. But it was part of like my, my journey to learning um, how life works. And so that brought me to the library and the bookstores. And I used to live at the bookstore. So I was like that 20 year old that like lived a double life. So I would go out and party in the city and like went to these amazing events and met an amazing people, but like not really fulfilled. And then I would go to the library and the bookstore. And like, I was like, wow, this is like, this is the world like I want to live in. So anyway, I lived these to world and I would always bring up that conversation at a party and I'm like sure people thought I was crazy but anyway (laughs) (laughs) that's why I never like really truly fit in you know and I'm like I need to meet like-minded people but um I read a lot of different books and I'm one of those people that don't finish books but I just like I'll get them they'll sit on the bookshelf and I feel like I you know I learn like when I pick one up in the morning and I read a few pages so that works for me now um, 
of course I've read books through, but just right now I can't, I, I can't find myself to do that. So that'll be like in a year or two when Amia sleeps. <laughs> um, yeah. But my favorite book is Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life by Wayne Dyer, uh, my spiritual father, our spiritual father. Um, and I have that book on audio too. And I listen to it on repeat when my mind needs a break and like I'll, I'll fall asleep to it. So I have like a little Bluetooth thing and I put it on and I put the timer on for like 10 minutes and he reads me a bedtime story of how to change my thoughts and change my life. So like he's amazing. So that's my favorite book, but it all started with the secret. Long answer. (laughs) Yeah, no, I love the secret and Wayne Dyer is one of my favorite spiritual teachers and self-development people for sure yeah yeah he's awesome all right in what area do you find women struggle the most and what is your best advice for them very good question um you know i working with women like coaching them i find that it's not the lack of knowledge whether it's to eat healthier or what to eat or something like that i think it's the the willingness to accept themselves for where they are, what they are, what they want, and trying to figure out what they want. So kind of like to sum it up would be to um, find ways to love themselves, you know. And again, it's like the bio-individuality and it looks different for everyone. So even though you're following somebody on Instagram or Facebook or something that you're like idolize, their life might like look good to you and you might feel like okay they got the life but if you like try it on like clothes like you might not be happy so just truly finding um for themselves what what they love and it could be like the simplest thing it could be like a five minute walk in nature by themselves that like literally fills them up fires them up grounds them you know it doesn't have to be a 20 minute meditation you know so um really finding different techniques different ways to love themselves and like to keep that in their toolbox so I like to like you know help women with their like toolbox if that makes any sense yeah Yeah. it's so great because then depending on what is happening in their lives they always have something to pull out of their tool toolkit yeah and we're each other's best friends so it's like you can't have your partner and be everything for them you can't have your mother to be constantly nurturing you and you know you can't expect people or your kids to fill you up constantly because they won't you know they will in a way but you know you you have to do the work and um so finding what works for you is uh is amazing and working with women I get to like fine-tune my toolbox because I'll research some things and it's like you know oh let me try that you know and so uh, I find that really works and empowering women really too helps Right. And in creating that toolbox, you're encouraging women to put themselves first because so many women, that's kind of the biggest stepping stone is actually saying yes to themselves and putting themselves first so they can use these toolkits and not put themselves after their kids or their husbands or, you know, those sort of things. Well, even when you're flying on an airplane, they always tell you to put the oxygen mask on yourself first to be able to help others. And it's the same concept here. So yeah, to love yourself first, to love yourself to happiness, bring, put yourself into that vortex, and then others will follow because you're just, you're like living in this higher vibration and it's harder to go down, you know? And so you bring people up wherever you are and you don't even know. 
Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. What is your favorite success story with a client? Oh, wow. Um, I forgot about that one. (laughs) (laughs) You wrote these. (laughs) I did. I did. Um, My favorite success story, um, let me think, is, you know, what happens is when I work with women and they come with me with an issue, usually about a month after that issue, it's like it like dissolves, right? And so they get to like, it's like peeling an onion and they get to work on different levels of themselves. So within a month, I would say, um, and just taking on like two, three suggestions per session, they literally change their life. And what I hear them say is, um, one in particular, latest one is I can truly be myself and I, I, I don't have to change myself for anyone, you know, and people are, seem to be okay with that, which of course, you know, we know this, but, um, a lot of times women think we need to change the way we think, change the way we do our hair, change the way, you know, we talk to people and is like, and it's like, no, like we don't have to go to some places. We, you know, just listening to our intuition, we could be ourselves. And so that idea just like completely changed and transformed her life to really, um, know it's okay to want good for herself, you know, and not be swayed by others and what others people think. So that's, that's really empowering for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. It kind of sounds like you're talking about me. (laughs) Really? I think it's like a general, (laughs) you know, like, it's like, oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think it's it's okay. Majority of women. Say what you feel and do what you want. Yeah. And you'll attract like-minded people. And so that's why a lot of times you don't feel like you fit in because you have to like conform and say things that you think they will like. But no, just be, you know, you don't have to get into it with people, but just be honest, be honest with yourself, love yourself. That's, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. What's the best decision of your life up until this point? Mm. Of course, you know, the biggest is, having my daughter and um even though uh I mean I, yeah I wasn't in the best best place of my life where you know I was like yeah I'm like completely ready and and going to do this I somehow made myself to be ready and what I mean by that I spoke to a friend yesterday a good friend of mine and um haven't talked to him in about a year when I was pregnant and all of that and um he said, you've always nourished her from like the minute that you found out that you were pregnant, you know, like you nourished her with like meditations and with good food and everything like that. You know, I stopped going out and, um, and I said, yeah, but the, one of the best parts of it is I started nourishing myself, you know, and by doing that, like my whole life has changed and, you know, the things that I wanted to do, whether it was going out or traveling, it's like, it, I, my happiness doesn't come from a place like that anymore. It comes from um, stillness, actually, which I found very boring before, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, having my daughter has completely changed me. And, of course, uh, doing IIN has completely changed me. And, yeah. um, you know, kind of like overlooking it, it's the things that I was meant to do to do what I am like love to do. 
Right, right. Yeah. Almost like a coming of age, you know, like mm-hmm. you were experimenting with it in your 20s with like partying, but also like yeah. going to the bookstore. But then like, it was almost like, you know, you've, you just followed it and you went with it. And now you I trust are it. you, you know, you're, you're you, you're not conforming to what you thought was cool or fun or whatever, right. you know? Right. Like yeah. I was always like, kind of like a rebel, like seeking like what's on the other side. And the other side was actually the good side. Like, I'm like, Oh, like that kind of like, that always intrigued me. Like I always, you know, but I didn't know how to have that balance of, I would say like having it all, you know, and I, now yeah. I feel like I do because only what I think matters, you know, yeah. and sometimes even what I think doesn't matter because sometimes, you know, you don't know if it's the ego or if it's like mm. the true you. So, um, yeah, yeah, pretty neat. Great. When do you feel most empowered? Um, when I feel most empowered is when I can help women or when I can connect with women and um, like tap into that purpose of my life. And that can be with friends, that could be with clients, that could be with family, that could be with my daughter. And just knowing that me leading a certain way or living a certain life could impact other people. Um, that kind of makes me more mindful and, um, make better choices and know that like, I'm not alone and I'm not doing this just, you know, to feel good. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. You're modeling that, that behavior. Yeah. It's amazing. All right. To conclude, let's talk about three things that you're grateful for right now. All right. Um, so three things I'm grateful for right now are my health and my family's health, and uh, which allows me to do the work that I do. I'm grateful for the technology that allows us to communicate like this and like create a ripple effect and, you know, touch other women without even like, you know, having to talk to them like this and just putting the content out there and just trusting that um, it's going to do the work, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. So that's two. And then I'm grateful for my home. I'm grateful for like the shelter. You know, I've got to travel a lot in my 20s and I've traveled to Asia a lot. And I remember one of the things, uh, you know, seeing how they live like in huts or on the streets. And then I remember coming home and walking around my neighborhood and I was, I felt, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, like we live in these lavish places. Like even though like, let's say you're living in a townhouse or a condo, like, do you know how amazing that is? Or even apartment complex, you know, and like we don't live, I mean, yeah, there are some homeless and, you know, unfortunately, but like, I'm just saying the average person is so rich and they don't even know it. And they wake up and they complain and they like, they do like their rat race and, you know, and it's just, you know, it's, it just puts things into perspective. So my home, you know, my bed and everything, my computer, I mean, there's just so many things like tangible things that allow us to have the freedom that we want. So I'm grateful. Right. Yeah. So many things that are basic in our society yeah. are, would be complete 
novelties. Oh my gosh. In many other places. Yeah, so. like we live so, so like, you know, you have the subconscious and the conscious and we live so subconsciously sometimes that we like do things we don't even realize what we're touching or what we're working with, you know? And so like that's why, you know, bringing yourself into the present moment and giving gratitude and um is is so important. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story and your happiness and tips. And we I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much. This was fun. Yes. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thank you. Bye bye. 